Greetings. Welcome to the Money Script Podcast. I'm your host, Johanse Harrison, financial advisor and financial literacy educator. In each episode, you'll hear incredible interviews and get tips and strategies that you can implement into your daily life to help you improve your money script and grow your wealth. Thank you for taking some time with me today. Let's get into this episode of the Money Script. Eric Kaplan of THD Credit. Uh, it's been a long time. I appreciate you taking some time with me on this on this early Saturday morning. Um, but uh, yeah, I, let's just start off with, with with you introducing yourself. Tell us, tell the listeners a little bit about who you are, your company, and, and what you do. Sure. Um, so well, it's good to see you too. I think it's been a while since we've uh, hung out. Um, but so my company is THD Credit Consultant. Uh, I've been doing this about fourteen years. Uh, basically, I help people you know, all aspects of the credit whether it be, you know, fixing their credit, settling debt, it just really depends on what their situation is. Uh, so I can see how I can help them, you know, get their credit better. So a lot of people come to me uh, trying to get a mortgage. Uh, that's, I would say 85% of the people that come to me tr- are trying to get a mortgage to, to get a higher credit score, to get a lower rate. A lot of times, sometimes, you know, people just come to me to try to uh, better their credit score. So, you know, they're looking to get a car or they're just, you know, had some tough times and just want to get out of their situation and try to, you know, improve the credit so they can, you know, start borrowing money again or, you know, rent an apartment or whatever it may be, you know, just to get their scores better. For me, I, I started this, you know, I was a loan officer before I, I became into the credit world and I saw a need for people that, you know, had to get their scores up 20, 30 points to get a, a half a point better or, a, 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 you know, one point better on the mortgage. So that's really how I started this whole business. Yeah, I actually, I, I believe I met you shortly after, I had went through a divorce and I was looking to get some better credit so that I could get an apartment so that I could get a car. Uh, right. those are the exact things that I was looking, I was looking for. And, and yeah. Hey, I, I appreciate you. I, I, uh, after that moment I said, Hey, I'm not sure what he did, but whatever he says for you to do, you do it. Cause it worked for me. So, so I appreciate you for that. And you've been there yeah, for I mean, I, a lot of people don't realize that there's, there's a way out and when they're stuck and they're, and they're buried, you know, there's, there's always ways out and, and you just got to figure out a plan. I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not a magician, you know, I'm not going to say, oh, I'm going to get everything removed from your credit report, but for credit repair, you need to have a plan on how to get yourself better in a better position. And yes, you may have to spend some money to do that, to get some things, you know, settled or taken care of. But there, if you have a plan and you have a, I don't know, it took us like maybe six months to get you back into a place where you can start borrowing money again. So, you know, there's a plan and if you set that plan up, you can do it the right way. Yeah, I think my favorite part of the process was, um, like you said, I I saw that there was a light at the end of the tunnel and it wasn't a train. That's right. what I was most excited about. And and you know, you you told me just, hey, you're going to get these letters. Make sure you send the letters. And you also told me start saving up your money for these settlements. And I said okay. And sure enough, next thing I know, you were calling. You said, hey, you need to pay these people this, these people this, these people this, and and you see your scores start going up. And I was like, okay. <laughs> well, you know, it's all, it's all about it's all about setting an expectation, right? So you set the expectation of what you need to do, and 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 you put that plan together, like anything you do, investing and whatever it may be, you put that plan together, and you will see you, you'll start to better yourself down the road. It just takes a little time. Just takes a little time. You're correct. So now there's there's been a the I mean credit has been in the crosshairs of a, of a lot of the the news stories. I know the virus is taking up a lot of the news uh, the airways right now, but I just saw a story the other day. Um, about how 
the Social Security Administration put out a message saying, hey, we will not call you and tell you that your Social Security number has been stolen or something. We're not going to ask you to pay us money and things of that nature. You also had um, just resurfaced in the news this whole deal with Equifax. Supposedly, they owe me $125 or something for uh, for losing my, my credit profile or, the, or getting um, my credit profile jeopardized. So what would you say, if you could um, share with us, what, what would you say is is some of the things or some of the, the scare scare tactics that are out there that people should be looking out for these days? Well, one of the things is that what you just touched upon, the Social Security will never call you. They will never call you, excuse me, and ask for your social security number. So if that's the case, it's a scam. Um, and there's a lot of debt buyers out there that are a debt maybe seven years old. And there's a statute of limitations in most states. Like California's four years, they can't sue you. After seven years, they can't put it on your credit report. But there's a lot of debt buyers that will buy these debts, call you, and scare you saying they're going to threaten to sue you, that a lawsuit's pending. They have to call them immediately because they want to get money from you. And, and it's usually, if you're going to get sued, no one's going to call you and tell you that sue you. They're just going to sue you. <laughs> gonna sue you. Yeah, so, 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 you know, in that case, it's, it's, it's a scam. I mean, the Equifax thing, you know, they're, they're, they, the breach, it, it, it's going to keep on going. I mean, there's so many people were, were uh, affected. This might be going on for five, ten more years because they don't know how many people were affected. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of different scams out there for people trying to get money from you and just scare the bejesus out of you because, because you know, when someone calls you and say you owe money, it, it scares you. And these letters, and these letters that they send you, there's fine print at the bottom that always says you should. They should read these letters from uh, collection agencies. It says we cannot put this on your credit report, and we cannot sue you. But people don't read that fine print. Read the fine print. Interesting. Speaking of fine print, uh, I've been trying to understand all of this new um, Vantage Score, and then there was a there was another one. It's I can't think of the name of. There's so many new stuff out there. Is it, is it Vantage is one of them. That's the one where Vantage Equifax there's, and there's and, a FICO score. There's a Vantage score. There's, there's what what the credit bureaus are trying to do is like last year they passed this ordinance or maybe I don't know if it was a law or an ordinance, but they you can no longer uh, you have to give like medical collections. You have to have a 90 day window where you have to get notified before they can put a, a medical collection on your credit report. Really? And then they were saying how uh, the medical collections no longer affect your credit scores, but that's that's not true. Medical collections still affect your credit score. And this new thing that came out with now, it's saying at the end of the year, they're going to change the way their scoring model is that they're going to weigh heavily on if your credit cards are maxed out. So if you have four credit cards and they're above 90%, it's going to kill your credit scores. I did see that article. I did see that article. So so that the, the old rule of thumb, I think, that you shared with me a while ago was that uh, you want to try to keep your, your credit, or excuse me, your balance less than 35%. Of, of what you owe well there's 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 two levels oh, there's actually three levels you can keep it below 50 percent, below 30 percent, or below 70 percent. but if it's above 70 percent of your credit limit it's it's going to lower your score quite a bit got it got it so that so which leads to my my next question um what are if you could i'm sure you have uh lots of tools and tips and and tricks when it comes to uh helping people manage their credit but let's say i'm just the individual and i've you know i've got Say I don't have any collections, you know, I, I don't have, uh, you know, any of the, the nothing erroneous on my report, what have you. But I'm looking at my score. Why is my score only, you know, 605, 610 or whatever the number be? What, what are some tips that, that you can offer to the listeners on 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 how, you know, like I said, if they don't need to do rigorous work in order to repair, what, what are some things they can do to help improve their credit score? 
Well, a lot, a lot of people, you know, it depends how many credit cards you have. So someone who might have a 605 credit score, maybe have a car, maybe have some student loans and has one credit card that might be at 80% of the credit limit, paying that credit card down and getting one or two more credit cards is a, is a way to increase their credit scores. Typically, you want two or three credit cards and you want to keep them below, like we said, 50 or 30% of the credit limit. And that will put you in a situation where your scores will get to 700 and above if you don't have any negative items. Got it. Got it. So the key to that is not having the negative items. Well, yeah, it's also it's also it's also having some credit cards, you know, because credit cards are what really drive your credit scores because it's a revolving debt that really makes your scores go up and down. And if you have a couple credit cards and they're maxed out, your scores will be low. Like it might be 600, right? If you pay them off or pay them down under 30 percent, you'll watch your scores go up to 680, 700. So it's really the revolving debt that drives your scores. Got it. And what what if um. What if you do find yourself where you have, you know, that that old collection that pops up? Like, I know one that that tends to sneak up on people sometimes is when they um, when they change cell phone providers and they, you know, forget that there was two hundred dollars still owed on the phone, or they're just mad at the cell phone provider, like, ah, oh, I'm not going to pay it, or or whatever it may be, right. or or they, you know, moved apartments years ago and and there was that leftover gas bill, electricity bill. What, what are some of the remedies that, uh, or what would you suggest some, someone like that? Uh, I mean, if, if, if it shows up on the credit report, I would call the collection agency and I would see if I, you can make a settlement for less. And if you do set up for less, you can ask the collection agency if they will delete the account from your credit report. A lot of the times, if for, for example, if you move and you don't get that bill, they might not have your address. So how would you pay a bill that they didn't have the address for? Because like, mm. you never got the forwarding mail. So I would call, I would dispute it. I would, I would, first of all, I would pay it if it's small enough and just ask them if they can delete it. If they won't delete it, then pay it and then just dispute it with the credit bureaus. Because a lot of the times once these accounts are paid, they're fairly easy to get deleted from the credit report. It just really depends on what the collection agency is that's handling it. Yeah, because those collection agencies probably don't want to spend the, the the man or woman power to continue to reporting it on the report after they've already been paid, I guess. Right. So once they're paid, it's, it's some, these, these collections are a lot easier to get removed. And same thing with medical. You know, medical, there's a lot of co-pays that people get. It might be a hundred bucks or, you know, $180 and it shows up on your credit report. It, it knocks your scores down quite a bit. Again, I would call them up and see if you, if you see if you can settle them. But a lot of medical won't settle for, they won't settle for 50% as a Sprint or AT&T will. So a medical, if you pay them the full amount, a lot of times they'll delete it from your credit report if you request it from the collection agency. It's funny. You remind me of a, a funny... Um situation I had with AT&T. Uh, AT&T, I had, to, I had to change my number because I had to get a second line or something. And when I changed the number, they wind up accelerating the, um, the payment I had on the phone. And I ended up with this, you know, thousand dollar bill all at once. And I was, I was frustrated, you know, and I called AT&T. I said, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm only supposed to be paying you guys $35 a month for this phone. You just charged me the whole thing. And uh, they put me on hold, went away for a little while. They came back, and I was probably on hold about 20 minutes. And the gentleman said, sir, it's been taken care of. And I thought what that meant was I'm going to go back to paying $35 a month. And I said, well, what do you mean taken care of? He said, we put a $900 credit on your bill this month. And I just said, okay. And he didn't say anything else after that. I said, let me hurry up and hang up the phone. And sure enough, <laughs> they just gave me $900. So you're right. These, these phone companies sometimes... Uh, I, I guess because they just they're shuffling customers back and forth so much is they probably don't have a huge value in, and you know really pinning someone down on on a phone charge or something well, like also, that. It also it also if you take the time to call sometimes a lot of people just get they get like you said they get frustrated they might see a bill and say you know I I, mean, I 
I can't believe they put this on my credit report and they just ignore it. Where if you pick up the phone and call, you never, things like this happen all the time. They go, oh, you know, that was a mistake or this doesn't belong to you. This might be something else. And they remove it. Yeah. No, oh, I appreciate them doing that. Now for, um, when it comes to, to credit, credit scores, um, and with this new Vantage score that's coming in, uh, a lot of clients are saying to me, hey, my FICO, you know, I go on Credit Karma and my FICO says it's, uh, I don't know, 700. But then when I look at this this Vantage score, it's saying uh, 650. Well, why are people seeing different scores between those, those two systems? Well, first of all, Credit Karma is a great place to see what's on your credit report, but the score is usually never that accurate. And mm. I think it's just because they have a very different scoring model. And I don't really know what their scoring model is. But it, like, if you look at a mortgage credit report or an auto credit report or even an Experian credit report, it's always different than Credit Karma. So I, did, I just think Credit Karma has a different scoring model. Whereas a mortgage credit report, they just take into things. Th- th- there's different factors they look at compared to like a, a consumer credit report. When a consumer credit report is an Experian report, like a like Equifax report, a TransUnion report, and those are usually a little bit higher <clears throat> than a mortgage credit report or an auto credit report. Or even if you get like from you know, Capital One as credit wise. That's always different because they're oh, all yeah, different score yeah. models. I use credit I use credit wise. Credit wise fool me sometimes because I'll look at credit wise like, whoa, I like this score. And right. then I'll go look on my when I log into my mortgage, you're like, look at your credit score. And I'm like, oh, that's no, that's not me. Right. Because because <laughs> they're, they're all using different scoring models. And really, you know, I've been doing this a long time. I couldn't even tell you why they're so different because they're just all there's just so many different types of scoring. I mean, like, for example, I could have a 740 mortgage credit report and go get a car and it shows 700. Mm. So it's just, it's just, there's just different factors they take into consideration. Got it. Got it. Now, when someone does have, let's say someone has one of those, uh, uh, something that they think that's not real or not theirs and, and let's, or maybe it's multiple things or something where they know that they've had some bad habits in the past and they've got, you know, a, long list of items on their credit report. I mean, that can be a lot for one person to handle. Can you share with us a little bit about what your company does and how it sure. helps that individual? Again, really depends on what the situation is for each individual because everyone has different situations. But usually if there's, it depends what the negative items are. There's ways to get certain things off the credit report, even if they were legitimate late payments, even if they were legitimate collections. There's ways to try to prove through the credit agencies that that account belongs to them that that account was actually a legitimate late payment. And so our goal is, I know we're not going to get everything off someone's credit report, but our goal is to get their credit scores back to a point and show them by getting some things off the report and also by educating them on how they can get their scores up. Because there's a lot of times, you know, people just don't know what to do to get their scores up. So we take the time to review the report. You know, usually for us, it takes anywhere from 30 to 90 days to get their scores up. And then we, we can try to advise them on what they can do to better their scores. And for us, we try to get as many negative items off the report as possible. And if there's collection accounts or if there's, you know, charged off credit cards, we try to you know show them we can sell this stuff sometimes for 30 cents of a dollar. And sometimes it's 50 cents of a dollar. It just all depends on who the you know charge off is with, whether it's with American Express or Citibank. We just need to review that to let them know what can be done. And of course, you've been doing this for years and years, so you probably have a pretty good barometer as to what some of the lenders and some of the creditors. That's will do. all. I, I can tell you. <laughs> when I look at it for give me thirty seconds. I'll tell you exactly what they'll settle for. Oh, uh, you were. It's funny, Eric. You were the one that taught me. And I've shared this with clients over and over again because even though being in the finance business, I was always on the investment side and the 
you know, uh, financial planning side of things, didn't know a lot about credit. And you were the one that taught me that these um, uh, collection agencies, uh, they're paying sometimes 10, 15, 20 cents on the dollar. And then they have some sort of arrangement with whomever they bought the debt from where it's like, okay, whatever we collect, you keep, you know, you, you pay us the 20% and then you keep 50% of whatever you collect over that. And it always put me into a mindset after that, you know, if I meet someone that has a collection agency or if I ever found myself in a situation with a collection agency, it's like, okay, you, your job is to get paid to collect this debt. You probably paid 20, 25 cents on the dollar for it. I'm okay with giving you 27 and that's where I'm going to start the negotiation. We're going to start at 27. And but in, in Alliance companies, they have a formula. It's just, it's, it's a dance. You know, yeah. they, you got to do the dance with them, right? They say, because most people, the average person doesn't know what they can get. To, the, 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 they want to, they think they get as low as possible, but they don't know what the threshold is, how low they'll go, mm. right? So for someone like me, it's, it's a no brainer because I've been doing this so long. I can tell you, you know, this collection agency, oh, they'll, they'll settle for you know twenty eight cents on the dollar or thirty two, whatever, whatever it is. Yeah, indeed. So I I did have another cell phone one. I had one when I switched when I moved from. Uh, so my sister used to work at T Mobile, so I was like, okay, we'll do all our business there. So I had all my company phones there, and then she left T Mobile, and it was an ugly breakup. And so I decided I needed to leave T Mobile too. So I left, and uh, T Mobile hit me with a. a um, they sent me a bill for, I think it was around $800 or something like that. And I'm looking at the bill and there were a few things on it that I felt were disputable. Uh, but there were some things on, it. I was like, yeah, I'd probably do owe you this money. Uh, but then I moved and, um, and I forgot about it. I mean, just out of sight, out of mind, totally forgot. Like you said, they didn't have a forwarding address, so I'm not getting anything. Uh, and then apparently someone, somehow they figured out my address and my phone starts ringing. And they call, and of course, they're asking for $850. And I said to the person that called, I said, hey, I'll I'll give you $350 right now. And of course, they put me on hold, came back, and sorry, sir, the lowest we can go is $500. I said, all right, well, when you can go to $350, call me back. And I hung up the phone. It was so liberating. It felt great. Uh, and it was funny, when it happened, my son happened to be in, in the car with me at the time, and and he said, you just hung up on them. I was like, yeah, they'll call back. And uh, sure enough, I don't know. Of course, I got a call probably every day for about a week. And then one day I answered the phone again. And the person on the other line, you know, we go through the same dance again. And I said, hey, I can give you 350 right now. So she comes back to the line after putting me on hold. And she said, I'm sorry, the lowest we can do is 425 or something. I said, 350 is as high as I can go. Call me back later. A couple of weeks go by, they call again, we go through the same dance, and now it's like December 27th or something like that. So it's the end of the year. The person that calls, I said, hey, let me guess, you get a bonus based on how many of these things you close in the day. And they started to stutter a little bit. So it's, I was like, it's okay. I, I know how it works. And I said, the last woman offered 425 or whatever she offered. I said 350 I said, but you know what? It's, it's after Christmas. I'm feeling good. I'll go up to 385 Sir, I'm sorry. The lowest I can do is 425. I was like, guess you're not closing this out today. Hung up the phone. Five minutes later, they call back. And the per it was a different person. Hey, you just spoke with somebody. We can't do 385, but we can do 390. I said, Do you right. have are you ready to take my credit card number? Right, exactly. And then like that, the the it was gone. And I, I thought that was but what what you're explaining is the exact it happens all the time. And your tactic is perfect. Cause cause they'll 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 come back to you every time 
maybe not that low all the time, but, but exactly what you said is how it happens. Yeah. And it was funny because part of the scare tactic they were using, like, sir, this is going to go your credit. I was like, it's already on my credit. Right. And I was like, I don't need to buy anything right now. I bought a house. I have a car. I'm not trying to refinance any debt. I don't care if my score is 20 points lower right now. It, it'll be okay. I said, but I'm not going to give you 400 or 500 of my dollars. Yeah. Just not. It's, it, 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 it's, it's, it's their that's exact tactic that, that is used all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So no, I learned that from you. So I, I appreciate you. Thank you so oh, much on that. Thank you so much on that. So last question for you, sure. um, as it relates to, um, the scores, there's still a lot of, um, uh, I'll, I'll say misinterpretations out there about what a good score is and what a bad score is. So, uh, so I multifaceted question here. First part, what's the lowest score you've ever seen? I just want to know this for giggles. 298. Wow, I've never seen that before. How I I don't even want to know. Yeah, you don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> Two ninety eight. I thought you got three hundred just for putting your name on the paper. I, I guess it's not like the SATs. You, you, okay, you gotta work. You gotta work hard to get two ninety. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and what is the best score you've ever seen? Eight fifty. Eight fifty. Okay, so most of them do cap out at eight fifty. That's that's what a. I mean, I I, and I rarely see eight hundred. Got it. I mean, especially from coming from what I do, there's not. I mean, I don't really see 800 a lot. I mean, I do see it. I don't see it a lot. Got it. So, what would what would you say is what is the number where once you get below, it's really detrimental to your ability to to borrow? Well, it depends. I mean, you know, uh, if you're uh, and there's you know, if you're an FHA mortgage, you need 620. I mean, you can you can get away with 580. I would say if you're below 600, you, you got you got some issues. Mm. Uh, you know, if you're if you're above 650 for getting a car wise, that's good. But for mortgage purposes and, and, and never having issues and getting tier one, you want 700 or, or above. And you just said a, a new term there, tier one. What do you mean by tier one? Tier one is like the number is like a rated credit. Ah, when, you go okay. to, when you get a car, they have like a tier one, tier two, tier one like is the best. Getting a mortgage, if you're over 750, you're going to get the best rate. But if you're above 700, you're going to get a good rate, too. But anything above 700, you're good. Got it. Got it. Got it. Well, that's awesome. Well, Eric, um, we're up on, on on time here, and I want to make sure I respect your time. So I, I want to say I appreciate you uh, spending some time with me this morning and educating all of our listeners on credit. If someone has a question about uh, improving their credit, or or um, you know maybe they have some of those items on there, they want to get some help or settling. Uh, what's the best way to reach you? Uh, they can call me at three one zero eight zero four nine three five three. Or they can email me, and my email is uh, Cap Eric, so it's K A P E R I K at gmail.com. You hear that, people? He just gave you his cell phone number. That's the same number I reach him on. He just gave you a direct line. So you have no excuses. So if you find yourself that you're in a situation where, you know, maybe there's some items on your credit and you're not sure how you're going to get them settled or, or get them taken off, or Maybe you know, and that's the other thing. Eric said it earlier. It goes back to planning. Look around the corner. Look through to the future. If you know that you're going to have to go out and get a new apartment six, eight, nine months from now because your your lease will be ending and you know that your credit score is not great, don't wait until you're out looking for the apartment to call Eric. Call him now. Call him now, and maybe you can start working on getting yourself in a better, better situation, a better credit profile, because the thing about having good credit is they give the good rates and the low rates to the people that have good credit, which means they over time pay less for the same items that someone with poor credit buys as well. 
Make sure if you didn't get that, rewind it and listen to it again. Remember the people, or I'll say it again, the people who people who have good credit scores get lower interest rates. Therefore, they get to pay less for the same items that someone purchases with a bad credit score. So the person with a bad credit score continues to get punished financially and sometimes long term. A mortgage could be 30 years. Your car could be four or five years. Um, and so you can get punished for a long time for maybe that small little mistake of like the T-Mobile cell phone bill that you forgot to pay because you moved. So with that, Eric, again, thank you for spending some time with us thank this morning. Are. And uh, and we'll I'll make sure we check them out. I'll make sure I put your information down in the comments as well. And we will uh, we'll talk soon because I'm sure I'll have someone else that'll want to talk to you in the near future. Thanks for joining us on the Money Script Podcast. Be sure to check out our other episodes, subscribe, follow, and give us five stars. Continue to send your financial questions on Twitter or Instagram at The Money Script. Go to moneyscriptwealth.com and schedule your complimentary consultation to discuss your specific goals and concerns. Financial advisory and investment management services are offered by Money Script Wealth Management PLLC, a registered investment advisory firm registered in the state of Texas and California and other states where exempt. The Money Script LLC and the Money Script Wealth Management PLLC and guests of the episode may have interest in the investments mentioned today. The opinions and views are expressed here are for informational purposes only. This material is educational in nature and should not be deemed as a solicitation for any specific product or service. All investments involve risk and a significant loss of principal. The MoneyScript nor MoneyScript Wealth Management offer tax or legal advice. Please consult your tax advisor or attorney for specific advice about your situation. Until next time.